Weekend on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Live from the WMAY Abraham Lincoln Capital Airport Studios, it's the Jim Leach Show. All right, welcome back. We are in a week of transition here in Illinois. One session of the General Assembly coming to an end. The next one starts tomorrow. A new gubernatorial administration gets underway next week. But one constant remains through all of that. Tim Butler continues to represent the people of Springfield in the Illinois General Assembly. The uh, representative in the uh, U.S. Not, excuse me, in the Illinois House. Representative yeah, Tim no Butler. No promotions there, please. <laughs> you know, I I will um, for four years now, almost four years now. I've been able to say I'm the only member of the 177 the General Assembly who lives in the city limits of Springfield. Yeah, and that changes tomorrow. Okay, we well, have yeah. two members with Steve McClure in the Senate and Mike Murphy in the House who are also residents of the city of Springfield, so I can no longer say that, which I think is a good thing, probably. Well, you know, and, and it is, it's been interesting the way the districts have been drawn over the years that, uh, in fact, yeah, it, it did kind of uh, scatter our representation a bit. But, yeah, here we go. And and you're returning. Uh, you're going to be back in a super minority in the House again. Uh, you're going to have a new governor. Is it going to be a new attitude, a new atmosphere at the Capitol uh, compared to the last four years? Well, I certainly think it is for, um, you know, for the biggest reason, obviously, uh, Governor Rauner lost. Uh, uh, Governor-elect Pritzker will take office on on the 14th on Monday. So that's that's a certainly a different attitude and a different. I mean, it's a different party. So that's going to bring different things to the, to the table when it comes to. Uh, uh, what's going to be introduced and, and how the, how it's going to go. Let, think, let me rephrase the question. Rather than different, sure. is it going to be a better attitude, a more congenial attitude? Well, I, I mean, look, there's no doubt that we've had four years of strife uh, with uh, the battles between the Democrats in the in the legislature and, and Governor Rauner and the folks on our side. Um, I think, I think um, right now what I feel in, in the House Republican Caucus especially is, is a bit of— um, you know, optimism isn't the right word. You know, look, we, we lost seats and we lost seats handily on election night. But I think I think the idea that we're going to take a wait and see attitude and if we can find ways to work with uh, Governor Pritzker, we're going to do that. Uh, but I think we're going to find areas certainly that we disagree on. So I think I think we're going in with our eyes wide open that we're here to help. We want to work with you. I know I know Governor-elect Pritzker has talked with the Leader Durkin on several occasions. And uh, I think I think, you know, we're going to find ways to, to work with him. There's going to be legislation that comes down the pike that that sometimes breaks down differently than along just sh- surely partisan lines, and they're going to look for Republican assistance. So, so f- for me, um, you know, uh, I've I've got a good attitude going into the 101st General Assembly. Um, I like the fact that, um, you know, I know several of the people that the the uh, Governor Elect Pritzker has already picked for his administration. I know them well. I count them as friends on both sides of the aisle, and I think that's helpful when you're trying to solve problems. If you can, you can call up directors of agencies that you know or people in the top administration and say, "Hey, I've got an issue with the people of Springfield that, that we need to address," and I think that's a good thing. So, I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna have a good attitude going into it, and hopefully, hopefully things will progress well. But obviously, we'll see. There, there has seemed to be a pointed effort on the part of both the Pritzker transition and in some of the early uh, cabinet picks to lean towards some bipartisanship. Uh, former lawmaker David Harris is going to be the new director of revenue. Uh, we saw um, uh, people like Christine Rodonio on the on the transition and things. Uh, do you think that's just for show, or is that a sincere effort on the part of Pritzker to be bipartisan? Well, I think I think it's um, you know it seems like any time you get uh, you get elected into an administrative office like that, whether it's the presidency or it's, it's a governorship, you do try to initially um, have some bipartisan you know reaching out in a bipartisan manner. 
Uh, I, I was very pleased to see uh, the governor-elect pick uh, Representative Harris. Uh, I've gotten to know David Harris pretty well. He sits right in front of me on the floor. Uh, he's a respected individual. Uh, you know, he was, he was the adjutant general of Illinois. He's, he served two different times in the General Assembly. And he's one of our, our best guys when it comes to revenue and the budget. And so um, I, I think that's a good—I think politically that's a smart thing for the governor-elect. But more than that, substantively, um, David knows his stuff, and I think he'll be a good director of revenue. So I was, I was glad to see that. Uh, I think I think honestly, somebody like Christian Mitchell, even though he's from the other side of the aisle, uh, Christian, uh, while he and I differ greatly on on you know philosophy, uh, he is he's someone very easy to work with. I think will do very well in a deputy governor position. Uh, I think bringing in Dan Hines, who's mm-hmm. guy who's got some the great experience that he has as, as a constitutional officer to come in as deputy, is a good move. Now we're all again. I'm not going to see eye to eye with these guys all the time, but I think they're respected people that you can talk to and deal with. And I think at the end of the day, you know, this this whole process that we're in 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 legislating and and, and policy is about relationships. And I, and I think I think the Pritzker administration so far has done a good job with trying to develop those relationships. We saw a taste of that bipartisan spirit today in the House with a couple of bills that J.B. Pritzker wanted, giving him a little bit more control over the Toll Highway Authority, also allowing a boost in the pay for incoming department directors and assistant directors. Uh, and the House Republican leader, Jim Durkin, backed that uh, legislation, supported that. Not uh, every Republican uh, in the House uh, got behind it. But you, in fact, voted for both of them, correct? Correct. All right. Um, um, uh, particularly with, because the toll highway third doesn't affect us all that right. much down here, but with the the director's uh, pay increase bill, and we've taken calls on this, and people have had some uh, reaction to it, and saying, "Are we, you know, already starting to just you know pile on the spending and things?" What was your thinking in voting for that? I know you put out a press release saying you you had some concerns over it, but but why did you go ahead and support that? So a couple things, and this is something I've had discussions with over the last several days with Leader Durkin, with Representative Mitchell, who is the lead sponsor of the legislation. Um, and, and I have reservations about this for a variety of reasons. But at the end of the day, uh, first of all, I do think if we're going to attract top talent into these positions, which is which is what we need, we need to be competitive with with other uh, with other states, especially not necessarily with the private sector. I don't think we're ever going to be necessarily competitive with the private sector. So if you're going to bring in somebody to run the Department of Innovation and Technology, do it at one hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know, uh, I think in today's day and age. You know, you can, you can, you know, we, we need to look at maybe putting a little more on top of that to attract somebody who's got more talent. And that was the idea behind the, the Pritzker administration wanting to do this. My problem with, that I addressed on the floor and that I said in committee and I brought up with our leaders is the fact that we have, I, I think this should have been done more in the realm of an overall, how are we going to transform hiring into government to move forward? We have, we have, um, Merit comp employees, which are about four percent of the workforce, which are a lot of mid-level managers, that that haven't had that have had a pay freeze since the Ryan administration, except for a few exam, a few say, a few places they've gotten them. But lar- by and large, they've been frozen, where the people that work below them are actually making more than them. And so, I think we need to look at it holistically and say, you know, if you're you know, there's a lot of rules and regulations that are in place because of the union contracts that have been made that make it very difficult for people to come into the outside into a mid-level position. And I think we need to look at this. So my point to, to the Democrats was, look, I'm going to I'm going to as a show of good faith, because I believe that we do need to attract top talent. I'm going to I'm going to support you on this, but I'm going to come back to you and say, how are we going to transform state government? We have an aging workforce. We have we, we need to be competitive in, in recruiting people, and we need, to, we need to figure out moving forward how we're going to bring good people into the state government. The last thing I will say, this money for the current year, 
for fiscal year 19 has been appropriated. There is a fund that, and it came up in the floor today, debate today, there's a contingency fund in the comptroller's office that has already been appropriated, $1.6 million that will cover more than enough of the salary that's in place. So this is money that, that the legislature, on a huge bipartisan basis, many people who voted against this today actually voted for the budget you know, six months ago. So the money's there to pay for it this year. Now, going forward, it's a legitimate question to make sure it's in there. So, um, As you talk about state government hiring overall and overall you know, pay and conditions for everything, a lot of state workers, rightly or wrongly, have felt under siege the last four years. Does that get better in the next four years? And what should those workers expect in terms of contracts, in terms of job security, in terms of benefits, in terms of pensions? What are we looking at for a lot of your constituents who, who work for state right. government? Well, I do think, and, and I believe Governor-elect Pritzker has talked about uh, the, the contract with AFSCME, the largest union uh, for the state of Illinois that, uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, obviously this has been well documented. I don't have to relitigate it. But uh, I think that's something that the Pritzker administration will address early on to finalize a contract moving forward. Uh, I think, uh, I, I think, you know, obviously you have a difference in philosophy between Governor Rauner and Governor-elect Pritzker. And so that I think that's going to transcend when it comes into a lot of how, uh, you know, these contracts are viewed with, with state employees. I, I think, you know, the pension situation is it you know it's incredibly difficult to manage it's incredibly frustrating to to not get some answers on it but you know we're going to have to continue to tackle this we have a constitutional obligation because of the pension clause uh but we know that we have uh you know a huge pension obligation we got to figure out and it's it's going to continue to be an issue for us and i i think i, I hope the pritzker administration you know tries to find some unique ways to, to address that and i'll be honest with you I don't know what that is right now. I think we got to continue to talk about it and see how we can go, how we can go forward. I will say, I, I, I would hope, like I said earlier, we have an issue with um, um, people coming into state government. Um, we, we, we need to do better job recruiting. We need to make state government more attractive to people. We need to attract younger people to come in. I think the average age for, for state employees is approaching 50 years old. You know, that's, you know, that's, you know, you're going to have a lot of people in the next decade, they're, they're going to retire. And how do you attract people to come into work to, to Springfield, Illinois, which is where the most of the workers are? And I, I mean, we, we got to get serious about this or else I think, you know, a decade, two decades down the road, we're going to have a real problem on our hands on just having adequate people to, to run state government. Is a graduated income tax one creative solution to get more money to put toward pensions and other needs? I, I don't, I, I, I don't see where the graduated income tax to me is something that, that, um, I want to see happen. Uh, we certainly uh, have not seen any of the rates that the, that the governor-elect has, has talked about. And, and in the near term, it's, you know, it's, it's certainly something that's not going to help us in the near term because, you know, you have to get a constitutional amendment. It's got to be proved. It's 20 at the earliest when the constitutional amendment, and then you got to figure it out afterwards. You know, you know, you're four years down the road probably before you can see any potential revenue return if you, if you change the rates. Uh, I think you're going to have a hard time in the Republican caucus convincing any of us that, that that's the avenue to go. So I think we need to, to continue to look at, at other avenues on revenue. I mean, you know, the governor-elect has talked about gaming. The governor-elect has talked about, uh, about uh, marijuana legalization. These are all issues that I think need to be in discussion to, to see where they go. Are they going to be all our answers? No. The number one thing we need to do in Illinois 
is to make the economy competitive again so we don't have 45,000 people moving out of state every year, to, that we have a growing, a growing population in Illinois that adds to the tax base. That's how we're going to get past this problem, I think. You said one of the magic words, uh, marijuana, and we uh, keep hearing that's going to be a big push in 2019. Will that pass this year, and should it pass this year in your view? Uh, I, uh, I don't have uh, an exact crystal ball, but certainly... Uh, the governor-elect has been supportive of it. Uh, you've got both uh, Representative Cassidy in the House and Senator Staines in the Senate have been pushing this. Uh, I believe if there was a vote today that you could possibly have 60 in the House, but I think it would be close. But I know they're going to continue to work on it. We are. I, I, would, I fully believe that there will be the opportunity to, to vote on uh, uh, making um, adult um, use of marijuana legal in Illinois above the 21 and above. Would you be uh, one of the 60 votes? Uh, I, I'm looking seriously at it. I've been very supportive of the of the medical program in Illinois, which I think we have done the right way in rolling it out slowly, and it's been contained within the the industry very well. And you you hear no complaints about the medical program. Uh, it's been run very well. And I think we got if we're going to legalize recreational for adult use, we need to take that same approach to that. And so so I'm going to continue to have discussions and, and talk to the folks to, to see where they're at. Uh, I personally think it's coming one way or the other, and I would rather be a part of the discussion and, and crafting a program that, that keeps it well-defined and strict than, than uh, getting us into some West Coast situation where it's California and Oregon and it's kind of the Wild West. We need to have it. We need to have a good, solid program if it's going to happen. Finally, uh, tomorrow, as you mentioned, you've got uh, a number of new colleagues will be sworn in, including uh, Springfield colleagues, Mike Murphy and Steve McClure. What would be your advice to those incoming freshman lawmakers as to uh, what they're facing and what they should, uh, how should they, they should approach it? Well, I think, number one, you got to remember family comes first, which is very difficult in this job uh, and and make sure that you keep your your spouse and your and your your family involved in the decisions and keep them up to speed on what's going on and make sure you find time with them secondly um, you know I come I come from the Ray LaHood Rodney Davis world where where constituent service and getting around your district and as Ray LaHood always said he thought he was the mayor of the 18th district as the way he viewed the job I think that's you know that outreach to your constituents comes first uh, and and then obviously um, you have you have I mean you're voting on the issues so so be educated on the issues and and make sure that uh, you know you, you're up to speed on what's going on and make in, intelligent decisions I, I think in these jobs I've told people it's a combination of what your district believes in issues with uh, along with who you are personally and that's how you kind of make up your decisions and and I know Steve and Mike are going to be good members and I look forward to working with them Representative Tim Butler congratulations in advance on your swearing in for a new term tomorrow and thanks for your time this afternoon you're Appreciate welcome it. it's now 454 at News Talk 94.7 and 970 